Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. If you would like to get in on this Tuesday, the first hour will be the best hour. If you would like to get in, discuss all the many things that we could be discussing right now, football basketball baseball continues to be hot and heavy just keep waiting for the Astros to make one more move doesn't have to be a blockbuster move just just a move um you know we talk a lot about getting a backup catcher or a catcher I I would prefer I kind of think of the look at the backup catcher like I look at the backup quarterback I like having a guy with some experience that one of these days, and I hope it doesn't happen this year, but it might, Candy's old and beat up, and he played injured to the finish line, and it worked, and they won the World Series, and it's tremendous. But sooner or later, that guy's going to hit a wall, and he's just not going to be able to do it much anymore. He's going to hit a wall. Catching is not a physically... You know, you don't get much physical longevity being a catcher as long as he has. So I'm worried that this year or next year or sometime soon, he's Candy's going to hit a wall. And if that happens, you don't want to be stuck with Corey Lee as your starting everyday catcher. I mean, Corey Lee might surprise me. I'm not as high on him as some. But again, it's a very small sample size. Maybe, maybe he is. But Right now, I would rather have a veteran backup. I was hoping Christian Vasquez would stay. He signed with the Twins yesterday. Apparently, you know, the Astros didn't want to give him three years. I'm just assuming that's what happened. But got to get a backup catcher. The Braves traded for Sean Murphy. That's the guy I've been wanting all along. Um, You know, the Braves gave up supposedly a good young catcher. But again, catcher is a defensive position. Contreras is an offensive catcher, just like his brother is. And catcher is a defensive position. It's hard. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible to the, to get to the World Series and win it with an offensive catcher, but it, it, you're, you're, you're complicating things. Better to have a defensive catcher. Catcher is the most defensive of all the defensive positions. So uh, he's touching the ball constantly. He's kind of like the quarterback. So it's just... Um, I think the Braves made a great move, and, and man, the, the National League East is just brutal. I mean, brutal, but we'll see how that goes out. So baseball, basketball, football at different levels, whatever you would like, certainly feel free to call on the game hotline. A year ago, I made the prediction that, when I say a year ago, almost a year ago, when Casper to quitter, when Casper quit, when Casper Aquita left the Saints, I made the prediction that it would be the Arizona Cardinals that he was going to. On one hand, that might seem still viable 
because I think most of us realize or or feel like they're going to fire the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he's probably going to get fired. Um, we don't know that, but uh, I think a lot of people believe that. The problem is the 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 narrative all along is that Casper wants to go somewhere with a good young quarterback in a stable quarterback situation in a place that he probably has a little control, and I would have no doubt that the Cardinals would give him the control that he wants. The problem is, does he really mesh with Kyler Murray? And now, after last night, Kyler Murray's skill set is very unique. I just, I would not want him to be my quarterback. But he seems to have, you know, personality clashes with some. I, I, I don't know. He just seems to be. Boomer says he just plays video games too much. I mean, I have no idea how many video games he plays. But um, but now he's hurt. So he's going to be out. I mean, it's late. It's December. We're sniffing mid-December. And he's hurt, so he's going to be out probably about a year. He's going to miss all or most of next season. And so would Casper or any veteran coach of that category want to go to a situation where you've just given all this money to a quarterback with all these question marks around him and he's not, and you're not even going to be able to work with him for essentially the first season you're there. Hmm. So I don't. Again, the the Cardinals made all the sense in the world to me, other than the the Kyler Murray weirdness. Um. But now that he's hurt, I just you know I I just wonder. Now, the th- the one that makes the most sense. Is the uh, is the Chargers, but if they do make the playoffs and they had a not, they had a big win Sunday night, if they do make the playoffs, are they really going to fire their young coach when you make the playoffs? Mm, I don't know that they're especially since he's had a lot of injuries this year. They always seem to have a lot of injuries, and they they're always kind of a mess, but. They're one of the teams that just can't seem to get out of their own way. And so I don't really think they're going to fire him, even though he's kind of out of the box and a lot of people don't like out of the box and a lot of people aren't comfortable with out of the box. And so he's, um, you know, a lot. he's easy to criticize. And so if they would not make the playoffs this year, if they do a typical Chargers, well, all of a sudden we're going to lose these games that we're supposed to win and and lose like th- their last three of their last four, two or three in a row and don't make the playoffs, I guess that's possible. And if that happens, I would, I mean, I, I would be shocked if he wasn't the next coach there. But I don't know that they're going to fire the coach, especially if they make the playoffs. 
So, you know, I, you know, I don't know how that's going to play out. Arizona still seems to make sense to me, except for the now that Colin Murray's hurt. Uh, I don't know. We talked last week and the week before about the Saints quarterback situation. What do you think of Daniel Jones? I don't know that we mentioned him. He came into my mind today. He can run, but he's not. I wouldn't consider him a reckless runner, but he's a very good, aggressive runner. He's never, he seems to have a maturity about him. And he's never had a good year, but he's never had any talent around him. Like, his wide receiver talent was not good. Although, man, I don't know, did you see? Evan Ingram, if you're a Giants fan, you see it doesn't just happen to your team, the Saints or whoever your team. Like, if you're a Giant, they struggled with Evan Ingram forever since they drafted him. And then this past weekend, I'm sure there were Giants fans all over the country who saw Evan Ingram. What did he have, like 11 or 12 catches for over 100 yards and two touchdowns? And they were probably going, ah! You know how that goes. Oh, where was that the whole time he was with us? We've all said that our teams when, when a guy you struggle with and then he goes to another team and he has some success. Now, he, it's not like he's having this tremendous season, but he had a big game over the weekend. Um, I don't, I, I think, I don't, I think he's going to stay with the Giants, but who knows what Dayball really thinks of him. I'm just saying they've never, their receivers are always hurt. Their offensive line has always been in shambles. I, I, I don't, I don't really still after what has he been in the league now, like three years or so, three or four years, I, I still don't know how good he is or bad he is because he just hasn't had any talent around. Um, He's, you know, I think he's a smart guy. Uh, he's had turnover issues in the past. Does He hasn't really had bad turnover issues this year. There just seems seemingly so limited on offense. Uh, they've had a lot of injury issues as well, just like the Saints have had in recent years. I don't know, just an option, just a thought. I mean, we've been throwing out these thoughts. Uh, they've got to decide if they, you know, they're talking about should they franchise them and all that. I, I just, I just don't see any way you're going to franchise a quarterback and pay him around thirty million when he's never really had a big year. I mean, you, I just don't see how you can do that. So I don't see that as an option. But again, it's just another name out there. The quarterback situation. When you see Brock Purdy do what he did, you know, you, you just your the, the wheels start turning like are there options out there that that maybe the GM is considering that other people are not considering. So that's why I'm just throwing out these names. I'm not saying, oh, I definitely want this guy or any of that. It's just we've been having this conversation for the last few weeks. We've been getting these hypothetical questions, and what about him? I don't know. It's very interesting. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Put, I know where you're going, and don't do it. What's that? I know where you're going. Don't do it. I hear it in your voice, and I can tell where you're going. When you're trying to sweep it under the rug a little bit and trying to be slick with it, though. But don't do it. 
you're basically saying that, well, the Saints might have, we got some better weapons than the Giants, and we get some more weapons, our receivers will stay healthy. Maybe he'll do good with us. He's not a bad quarterback. He's still young. I hear it in your voice, Kevin. I hear well, it. It's Don't not do just it. hearing. I mean, I think, I think it, I would can certainly Don't consider do it. it, Kevin. What do you Don't mean? Do Don't it, do Kevin. what? You're getting just like Paul. Don't do it. Don't do what? Don't you have in your mind that don't even get them thoughts that you want Daniel Jones. Don't do it, Kevin. Well, it depends what my other options are. I would certainly consider Daniel Jones if he's even an option. I mean, the Giants may sign him, and he may not even be an option. I'm just saying we were talking last week and the week before about potential options, and I, and it hit me this morning. What about Daniel Jones? What if the Giants don't re-sign him? Okay. What about if they don't sign him? You want him? Oh, I would I would take him now unless you give me some greater option. If if my option is Andy Dalton, I'll take him in a second. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Kevin. Are you sure you know what you're talking about? You say you would take him in a second if it's out of him and Andy Dalton. Are you well, yeah, sure? Yeah, Andy Dalton's 84 years old. Kevin, are you sure what you're saying, Kevin? Yes, yes, I'm pretty confident in that statement. Yes, sir. Uh, now, now, how old is Andy Dalton, Kevin? Eighty-four. Look, I, I, I'm not saying I want Andy Dalton or whatever. This, I'm just, I'm just sampling. Check his age. I think he's eighty-four. I think he's eighty-four. Seriously, how old is Andy Dalton? No, I don't know. He's probably 35, 35, Yeah, thirty-five. Thirty-five. He yeah. is already. Yeah. That cat's been around forever. I thought he was like 30, 33, I thought he was closer to 84, yeah, but 35. Right. 35 yeah, you know. it's kind of old. I oh. thought he was like 32. I was going to say, he still got a couple of years, though. I mean, mm. now all of a sudden, now, nobody else can play until you're 38 or 39 or 40, except for Tom Brady. Now, all of a sudden, you, you're 32, now you're old. You know, you're old. You know the quarterbacks are protected. You can't hit them, so they got a longer shelf life than a running back, of course. So, now all of a sudden, you're old when you're 32. Knowing you got about six, seven good years left if you stay upright, stay healthy. That that cat was a rookie in eleven. Okay. Well, right, but yeah, like I said, I was kind of off on the age. Like yeah. I, I kind of missed the age. Look, I, I look I and again, it, he's it's done fine. He's he, he's done better than I thought he would. But I don't want him to be my starting quarterback next year. It's misting out here. It's foggy. Real droopy out here. We got a little front coming. Couple thunderstorms and stuff. Couple, you know, a little rain and, and wind. But it's droopy and it's misty, and I don't know why. Kevin Foote considering Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm just throwing Bye, his name. Kevin. All right, take care. I'm just throwing his name. I'm just extending the conversation we've had for the last, here and there, off and on for the last couple of weeks, trying to come up with potential options just to float it around. And I don't know that we'd mention him, and, and his thought it, it came to my mind this morning. What about, what if the Giants don't re-sign him? I, you know, he, he's another guy, one of these first-round draft picks. Y'all all love to lose and get these high first-round draft picks. What was he drafted seventh and Baker laughed at him? The great Baker Mayfield? And no, I do not want Baker Mayfield. That better not happen. I'd much rather Daniel Jones. You got to have you, – you don't want to punk a quarterback. All right, we'll take a timeout. Just floating it out there. Take a timeout, come back with more on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. 
Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Medicine season. Medicine season. Now, a season in which a college or professional sports team suffers a disappointing season due to injuries or fluky incidents. Also known as paying the piper. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers. And the Houston Astros. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. All right, here we go again. It is time to tell y'all about, we did this for months last year, the Hangout Music Festival in Gulf Shores, Alabama. This year, it's May the 19th through the 21st. So let's see how many of these musical acts I'm going to need help with. I can handle the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That I can handle. Uh, Calvin Harris, that's an easy one. Now, is this other one, is it Paramore or mm-hmm. is it like Paramore A or something? No, it's Par- Paramore. Paramore. Now, what are they? They're more to like the alternative rock type genre. So like a 106.3 okay. type vibe. Now, is this one Little Nas X? Yes. What is Little Nas X? He's like a rapper, I think. I don't want to listen to him myself. Apparently, Hattie's a big fan. Didn't know that. Of Little Nax S? Little, Lil Nas X. Yes. I have to say that one slowly. Yes. All right. But anyway, if you would like to attend the, the Hangout Music Fest, the Game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles has VIP passes for you. All you got to do is enter the Game Awards Club. We tell you about it every day. And you could, this is one of those seasonal prizes I talk about. VIP comes with uh, exclusive uh, viewing areas, stage-side pools, hot tubs, and gourmet food. Hot tubs? Yeah. Man, this is like supreme vacation stuff here. Basically, and all for a concert. Hangout Music Fest is a beach vacation like no other. Here we go. Find out more by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. All right. So we have uh, we talked a little football last night. The Cajuns won in basketball as expected. Um, you know, it looked like it was going to be an All-American blowout because they, they jumped out to a 20-4 to lead. But then before you knew it, they, I mean, I mean, that's who their next opponent is. Louisiana Christian tied him at like 27, I think it was, or something. I mean, it was it was crazy how the second team for the Cajuns did not play well. Well, they ended up winning by 35, so I guess you, uh, Jordan, you, you kind of chalk it under all well, that ends well. But Jordan Brown had a career-high 37 points. Obviously, Louisiana Christian didn't have anyone to defend him. He was 16 of 21 from the field. Still missed two more free throws. I'm a little worried about that for down the road, but Cajun shot 62% for the game. And so, you know, they got the win. They played McNeese on Thursday, and we'll be talking more about that as the week goes on 
And then next week, by the way, some big news that is going on in the world of college sports. If you have not heard, it is official that Mike Leach, the Mississippi State football coach, has passed away. I mean, just like, uh, just, you know, someone texted me this morning, emailed me this morning, and I didn't even think about this. Man, it just sounds so eerie to Coach Robe. I mean, just how out of the blue he, he has this heart issue, and then boom, he's gone. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But it's just, um, you know, I, I don't even know. How, how are they going to play in the bowl game? Like, I, I don't know. I know that they have – I think they named their defensive coordinators kind of running things right now effectively. That, but I don't know how that works. Like, what if they decide that we, we're just not playing in this bowl game? But then what do you do with Illinois, the team they're playing? I mean, I, I just don't know how all that would work. It's just so bizarre. And also, you have this Chris Beard situation, the Texas basketball coach. The Cajuns, what is today? It's like a week from now on the 21st. When is the 21st? Whatever day. So, sometime next week is the 21st. Is that Tuesday? Uh, no, the 23rd is Friday. Wednesday. Next Wednesday, the Cajuns play Texas in Austin. And, I mean, Chris Beard ain't going to be there. The head coach and they they won in overtime last night over Rice. Uh, you know their their program's in a little turmoil right now because the coach got arrested for um, in a domestic abuse situation. So whoa, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that? Just kind of bizarre. Some big news in the world of college sports, and and you know the second one kind of impacts indirectly the Cajuns because they play Texas in Austin next week. Chris Beard, by the way, used to coach at Little Rock. So the Cajuns, he's been to the Cajun Dome several times uh, during his career and played against the Cajuns. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. So I got I got three things I need to know. Uh, well, number one, I mean, I lose brain cells every time Ronnie calls. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> nice. can, can we slow down a little bit? I mean, Be slow nice. the world down a little bit. <laughs> It's kind of crazy right now, but anyway. So number one off the list, how? Please tell me how you know who Calvin Harris is. I have no idea who he is, but I can say his name. See, last year oh, okay. they had all these group me Calvin Harris. I can say his name. I have no idea who that is. I mean, if he walked in, I would have known. But last year they had a bunch of Doja Cat and all this crazy stuff. I didn't even know how to pronounce them. Yeah, that, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, how? I, I was like, there's no way he knows who Calvin Harris. No, is. I mean, I'm willing to bet anything. I know who Calvin so, Hill is. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> so, I wanted to call yesterday, but I, I got hung up. And So, the replay with the with the football, the, the high school football. So, how many were used and, and how many were, were overturned in the game you saw? Because I think, I don't, I don't think it's fair. I, 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 someone else asked me that question, and I should have charted it, and I didn't. I want to say they went to it three times, and, and I don't think any of them were overturned. But... I'm not 100% on that, so someone did a better job of charting that. Let me know. But I'm pretty sure they used it three times and none of them were overturned. Yeah, it's, it, it, it just doesn't seem fair for the whole deal. Because, you know, there's a semifinal game that could have you know, been lost or won. 
via replay if they, if they could have used it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and look, I'm a guy who said, look, if you can get it right, let's get it right. Let's have a safeguard. That's kind. But again, when you don't do it all year and then you do it, and then in the middle of the game, they announced that they no replay after using it once or twice was no longer available for whatever technical reason, and then they ended up doing it again. So I don't know. It just. I yeah. think it just adds to the frustration I, of things. I did, hear, I did hear him say that, and I was like, well, the fix is in. It's kind of like when uh, Mark Ingram <laughs> ran out of bounds. He definitely had the under. <laughs> I, I'm not going to take that to the grave. That man had the <laughs> under in the game. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no way. But, how, uh, how can a 12- or 13-year veteran have so little idea what he's doing on a football field? I just don't believe that. I mean, it's just crazy. It's pretty sad about Mike Leach, too. The, I just think the world needs to, like, Let's slow it down a little bit. It's just kind of crazy, man. But have a good day. Take care. Well, look, if anybody knows how to slow it down, it's Rockefeller. Because the man is a fishing master. And that's the beauty of fishing is you just get to slow the world down. It's you in the water. Believe me, Rockefeller's way ahead of me on, that's why we call him Rockefeller. Not John D., but like Refuge. Um, that, that cat knows how to slow it down way ahead of me. He's always on my case for not slowing it down. So I don't I, he don't need to slow it down. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. What are you talking about? I don't know. You know I What's don't his know. problem? I don't he know. always mad at somebody. He always mean. <laughs> well, his Why name so is like Saints Hater. The name the man's name is Saints Hater. That's what he goes by. I know. He always he always not what did I say to make his brain cells go there, you know, whatever. <laughs> what did know. I do? I didn't say anything, but he better worry about some spanking bears. That's what he better worry about. (laughs) Don't worry about me. I didn't say anything about you. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say nothing crazy on the radio. So what makes me so upsetting when you hear me? You don't want to hear me during the radio, okay? I I wouldn't worry. You don't want to hear me. You worry about your spanking bears and cold comment that bust as a draft pick. You don't pick, wasting them all kind of money and paying a bust as tight end. And you don't have a quarterback still after 100 years. Worry about that. Stop don't being so mean. Don't worry purpose. about it. Don't worry about it. Just move on. <laughs> don't get back. <sighs> it's the holiday season. We have to just chill, you know. Just focus on little Mike singing the little drummer boy. Focus on that. That's what I like to focus on. I need to focus on more often. Um so, no, we were, uh, again, uh, the Mike Leach, uh, I don't, I mean, all you can do is shake your head on that. Uh, it's just awful, and I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of protocol, maybe. I, I don't know. Would you? We were talking about it at the game last, the basketball game last night. Do you invite someone like Army? But, like, that bowl they're in is way above Army. But is it? It's not. It's also not fair to a program like Illinois, who's not used to going to bowls, and a bowl is still kind of a novelty for that program. And so, if Mississippi State decides not to play, I, 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 I don't know. And, and you know, a lot of times in that situation, you go back to the old. Um, well, they would want you to play. Who has any idea what Mike Leach would want you to do? Like, he's one of the most bizarre yeah. guys ever. He is. He's definitely a character. I think it – I think in all honesty, it probably goes to – they'll probably sit down with the players 
and the defensive coordinator, I think, is who it is, who's yeah. the head coach who has become the head coach right now for since Mike Leak went to the hospital initially. Yeah. So I think it's probably up to them. They'll probably have a discussion. They're like, hey, like, you know, do y'all want to do this? Do you want to do, like, in memory of coach? Like, what do y'all want to do? Because, you know, it hurts, it hurts them too. But I think after that, if they say no, I feel like it'd go to, like, kind of like an X man up type thing. Like, the good news is that they don't play until January 2nd. So it's not like I don't see how they could play like next. I mean, I don't see how they're going to play on January 2nd. But if they decided they wanted to go that route, which players, individual players have before when someone really close to them dies, it's just when your head coach dies. I mean, it's just. Yeah. But at least they'll have a little bit of time to grieve and and all that and then still could get a week of practice in even though it's, you know, between Christmas and New Year, but still in play on the second. So I, I don't know. that That's a tough situation. I wouldn't blame them either way. I mean, you, you, you right. know, people handle grief how they handle grief. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm be, it's not like I will say anything negative if they don't. I would just be surprised, a little surprised if they play. Right. I think it just depends on what I think the players think. I mean, like you said, everybody grieves differently. So I think it just depends on what they want to do and kind of how – I mean, when the the three players died in that accident, all the players played, you know, the rest of the team still play the next game, and they just did it as a, as a in memory yeah. for those players. This, and, the thing about it is bowl games are already, you know, non-playoff bowl games are already, as, we, as many of people call them, exhibition games that don't really matter a whole lot mm-hmm. in the big picture. So you, I mean, your coach just died, so are you going to go play a game? I mean, I... I think once they get out there, they're gonna. It's gonna be a like. It's just gonna be weird. Like, how do you have that deep down intensity, and then how do you? I don't know. It's gonna be weird for the other team playing. I don't know. It just that's gonna be a weird situation. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle it for sure. And and if they decide not to play, what what do they do with this bowl? And, and <clears throat> you know, I don't. I don't know. That's a bizarre situation for sure. <clears throat> it's a little less complicated um, with the Texas men's basketball situation, but it's not easy. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, none of us know what's going to happen with the legal system and how aggressive the charges are going to be. And, you know, we've heard that there's supposed, I've heard rumors there's supposed audio and different things. And so who knows how the legal part of it's going to going to pan out but this is i mean this is this is not something you can sweep under the rug um any you know we're not in an era of sweeping under the rug domestic violence right now so i don't i don't know how that's going to play out either and um just some really kind of out of the box scenarios you know that that have come up in recent in this past, this week. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Kevin Foote. The real man's man. 
an award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decide to inflict them with with the, the host bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foot is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Want to remind you about the Whitney Houston movie giveaway, the biographical movie, I Want to Dance with Somebody. You could win special sneak peek passes to see a viewing on December the 20th. That's Tuesday, I believe, we just determined, at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard. All you need to do is text Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, to 68683. Text Whitney to 68683, and you will get, you could win a pair of passes to see the sneak peek viewing of the movie, I Want to Dance with Somebody, brought to you by... A. Brian Jewelers, and the game Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. If you have any thoughts on Cajun basketball, the NFL, Casper de Quitter, you, I mean, uh, Arizona's situation just keeps looking worse and worse. I don't know what's going to happen there. And I was kind of, as I said in the first segment, I think I, I kind of thought he was going to go there. Now I don't, I don't know what's going to happen now. I mean that that looks like a messy situation. So I don't know. I mean, if you want, if you've never been a coach before, a head coach before, and you're looking for an opportunity, obviously you take it. But if you're someone who's one of picky and choosy. I don't know. That's just kind of a messy situation. And um, kind of a maybe a flaky kind of quarterback who you better have a really good plan for using a quarterback like him because, one, he's not going to be there for a year, and, two, he's he's already, you know, they just gave him all this money. So it's just weird. Just a very strange situation. We'll see what happens there. Um, um, you know, probably it'll be next week before we really start talking about the bowl matchup with the Cajuns. But um, recruiting early signing day is going to be next week. And so um, we'll be talking a little more as we move into that. As of now, it looks like the Cajuns have, last I saw, 20 Verbal commitments doesn't mean all 20 are going to sign. They, you know, um, they they have needs. Their biggest needs are in the trenches. And that <clears throat> the trenches on both sides of the ball has been the strength of this team, you know, from 
year one with with Coach Hud, all the way back when Andy Dalton was a was a rookie. Uh, to our previous con, one of our earlier conversations, but going all the way back to the first year with Coach Hud and those first four bowl games that they went to, they won because they were better on the line of scrimmage, offensive line and defensive line, than all the other teams in the Sun Belt, and being really good on the offensive and defensive line has played a huge role in the success when Coach Napier was here. And getting better on the offensive line after a um, rough start is a, was a big reason why the Cajuns finished stronger down the stretch and was able to get to six wins and get into the Independence Bowl. And so it was... Um, it's an important issue. Lost a lot of offensive linemen. The attrition on the offensive line has been humongous, been large, a lot of numbers, injuries, you know, people, players transferring, couple to Florida, and just, and injuries. It's just been things that they, that weren't really planned. So, you know, their their most recent commitment is another six, seven offensive linemen from, from Mississippi. Um, And, so they have another one from Arkansas is about six seven. So they're recruiting some large offensive linemen. If they all sign again, a commitment does not mean a signing. We've gone down this road for years now, and now there are more. It seems like I interviewed um, a linebacker from Parkview Baptist yesterday, who's 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 planning on signing early. I think most players would prefer to just sign early and get it over with, limit the phone calls and just just, you know, kind of get out of the rat race. You know, they did their they made their visits and they they don't some, some people love the rat race and the attention and visits and keeping hopes up and hoping some offer that you were hoping to maybe get that didn't come yet. You might think it might come sometime between December and February, and, and sometimes it does because somebody else leaves, and so it's just a big puzzle piece, you know, trying to figure it all out. And so, but I think most of them will sign. Most of the 20 commitments, as long as they don't switch, will end up signing next week, and and it's kind of tricky because you're at a bowl game. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know how long they're going to keep this system. I think most people like the early signing period, but there are some drawbacks to it. And then when you mix it in with all of the transport portal stuff, it can it can get messy like it was for the Cajuns a year ago. Um, you know, when they went to – when they were practicing for the New Orleans Bowl last year, that there was there was not a lot of thought that all these players that ended up leaving were leaving. I mean, they weren't telling them that, and so some of a few of them they knew or weren't surprised by anyway. But a lot of them were just kind of caught them off guard. So so far there hasn't been a lot of attrition in terms of the transfer portal, but it's still early. I mean, you still got about another month to to worry about this, and um. So we'll see what happens. But as of now, it looks like the Cajuns have about 20 commitments, and we'll see how many of those sign end up signing. And the, the goal is to get to 25. Uh, you know, they've got some holes to fill. And, again, you know, they got some wide receiver holes to fill and some certainly some defensive line holes to fill. They've got 
Offensive line and defensive line, they've got to replenish. And, and they played short this year, especially on the offensive line, but also as the season went on on the defensive line. You know, somebody, if you remember when they signed um, Dalvin Hutchinson and Kendall Wilkerson a couple years ago, that they were that a lot of people were very excited about those two, and, and and Kendall's no longer part of the program, and and now you know he had academic issues, and then you have um, Dalvin who's had injury issues, and you know there's a lot of question how, how much how long much longer he's going to be able to to play with those injuries. So it is um, tricky deal, but. This signing period could be crucial. There are two or three offensive linemen on last year's freshmen that they really like, uh, Cade Morrow and Trent Murphy and uh, Bryant Williams. And so they like a lot of the young players, but, you know, you, you got to have depth. And, boy, they, the Cajun coaching staff learned that a year ago, that every your depth chart can look fine, but if you get four – you get one or two injuries – I think they had like three or four injuries on the offensive line, and then you get one or two transfers, and you get a kid who's not academically eligible, then all of a sudden you have no depth. <laughs> you went from, oh, everything looks fine, and then it can it can disappear in a hurry. And so Coach Napier used to say, it, not all attrition is bad attrition. That is true. But most of the attrition that the Cajuns have had since they won the Sunbelt Conference Championship last year has not been good attrition. And so they need to replenish, and they started the process with last year's signing class, and they're hoping to, to kind of finish that up and get back to where they need to be with this year's signing class, and we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll, know, we'll, know, way, we'll know more in February, but we'll know, you know a lot more by the February signing date, but the one next week will tell us a lot as well. And we'll talk more about that as we, uh, you know, when, when it happens next week. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot. want to remind you about our Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes where you could win a $500 Visa gift card. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes presented by Armenthal Jewelers. Simply enter the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score a $500 Visa gift card. It's that easy to get eligible. Christmas Come Early Sweepstakes powered by Armenthal Jewelers and the Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. In the second hour, we're going to get caught up with high school basketball. High school football is over. They've been playing high school basketball games for, I don't know, probably close about a month now. And we're going to get caught up and get reacquainted with Danny Broussard, St. Thomas Moorhead basketball coach, talk about his Cougars as well as other teams in the Cadiana area. Tomorrow, who's planning on talking to Southside High head basketball coach Todd Russ. Um, the Sharks are hosting a basketball tournament over the weekend, so I want to get caught up. Let them talk a little bit about that, but also what's been going on with their team and uh, and his transition uh, as this new Southside high head basketball coach. So, you know, we'll get to basketball. Again, it's obviously still football season. We're still talking some baseball because a lot of stuff is going on with the Hot Stove League and 
And, you know, we have a lot of people in this area and a lot of listeners who are Astro fans and Braves fans and Cardinal fans and Yankee fans and probably a few Mets fans out there. So a lot going on in, in Major League Baseball, and then that will die down and it will be mostly basketball, and we'll be focusing a lot on the Cajuns and the Tigers and the, the Pelicans. I mean, LSU's in a little different situation because, you know, there's not really anywhere they can go. But uh, but obviously we'll be talking way more basketball as it gets on. And at the high school level, we wanted to kind of um, get us, kind of introduce us, you know, high school basketball and get caught up a little bit with Danny. We'll do that in the next hour. And I'm sure we'll do a little celebrating. I haven't seen Danny a whole lot since the Astros. Talked to him much, texted here and there, but uh, since the Astros won. So we might enjoy that as well. But, uh, you know, that's kind of – and then also plan on talking to Walter Guillory and, and talking a little baseball with him, and he's going to get you caught up on some opportunities uh, at the youth sports level as well. So, um, in the next segment, you'll have time to call, and after that, we'll be doing phone calls. But, again, it's it's a weird time because it's holidays. Some people are fed up with sports. Talk to someone, I hate sports. And, and you know, when your teams don't win, it, 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 it can get that way. But you just um, just got to keep maintain the faith, keep the faith. I, I don't. You know, for years, people made fun of my teams, you know, growing up, the Saints, you know, oh, they'll never get to the Super Bowl, oh, the Astros, they'll never get to the World Series, and then both of them happen, and it's a little different for me since those things happened, and especially since the Astros are doing what they're doing right now, but um, if you've followed a team and they've been bad for a decade or long, it's it's rough, and, and it's easy to just, man, is this, is this worth it? It's, it's worth it. And I think we've been a little spoiled in this area for most of our fans. And uh, that's the way it goes. All right, we'll take uh, another hour to follow. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foot. Welcome. Into footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, this is the last segment to do so. So, um, Feel free to call. We can talk football, basketball, baseball, whatever you would like. Um, still waiting on the Astros to make a few more moves. The Braves um, getting Sean Murphy. I think that was a great move. A lot, you know, that sparked some reaction. There were some people who were very upset because they traded Wilson Contreras's. Uh, younger brother who who showed some offensive potential, but again, catcher is a defensive position, and I the reason why I wanted Sean Murphy for the Astros, and I have Astro fan friends who very much disagree with me on this, but uh, the reason why I want him is because that he's got pop potential, he is really good defensively, 
and he's under club control for three more years. So, I mean, it just doesn't seem to be a lot of downside there. Plus, the other thing that people just don't take into account, I think, is, you know, and I'm going to use the word character. I'm not talking about, you know, not everybody has to be the Walter Walter Payton Award winner, but 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 I, but I think he is uh, a blue collar type guy that I, I kind of sense. And I, again, I've seen Sean Murphy play quite a bit just because they were, he was in the Astros division for you know in recent years, and the Astros played the A's a lot. I just I just like the way he plays. I like his demeanor. I like. You know the kind, the way he is defensively, the the ability to to, to hit, and um, I I think it was a really good trade for the Braves. A lot of other people don't agree with that, um, but I, I'm you know I I think the Braves are going to be happy with him. Plus, if I was a Braves fan, I would also I gotta believe management went to Matt Olson, who who played for several years with Sean Murphy and said, what was he like? And, and I'm sure they got Olsen's input. Not that he made the decision, but I'm sure his input didn't hurt. And I'm sure he had plenty of good things to say because I think there's a lot to like about Sean Murphy. But anyway, we'll see what the Astros do. The other big news that a lot of people are waiting for, obviously, well, one is Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I heard um, Raymond talking with Bob Nightingale about it in his Rodon. I mean, I... I think he's really good. Now, it's interesting that about two years ago, Rodon had injuries, and, you know, some people thought his career was at a crossroads, and now he's about to make this mega, mega contract because his comeback trail has been a very successful one. He had a really nice stretch after his injury with the White Sox, and he went to the Giants and pitched really well last year. So he is um, he's a really potentially nasty left-handed pitcher. And it's funny, the guy, because like, I can remember when he came out in the draft and a lot of people were like, the Astros need to pick that guy. The Astros need to pick Rodon, and they didn't. And, you know, he, he's had some nice moments, and then he had a stretch there with injuries where a lot of people were thinking his career might be at a crossroads and, and potentially ending and not might not be able to overcome it, but he has. And... um. He's about to get a big, mega, mega paycheck, and we'll see if he can stay healthy. So, you know, some people have thrown the Cardinals name out there. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it would shock anybody if he re-signed with the Giants. The Yankees' names are out there. And then you have teams like the Padres, like Bob was saying. I mean, can anybody ever say the Padres are out anything? Them and the Phillies and the Mets, they just throw money at whatever they need to throw money at. Uh, and then I guess the punks either. I mean, I guess it wouldn't shock me if the punks did it. Now, a lot of people are saying that teams like the like the punks especially are, are really hoping to get Otani a year from now. And so they're not going all out on this year's crop because they're hoping to be able to go all out to get Otani next year. We'll see how. I mean, I can't even imagine the money that cat's going to make. I mean, un, un, unbelievable. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see. So any thoughts on baseball, certainly feel free to talk about that and speculate on that. Um, the Saints are playing the Falcons. I just wonder, I just don't know where, I just wonder where the Saints' heads are, are right now. Now, the NFL, proven again that they don't treat all teams fairly, um, the no-fair league, 
um, or the not fair league, whichever way you want to call it. That's kind of my word, my 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 thing for the NFL. But it's um, I wonder if that's gonna like anger him to to where if they kind of felt like most Saints fans feel that blowing that game Monday night, you know, essentially ended the season. You know, the Saints haven't been in this situation. I know a lot of people are down on the Saints right now, but understand that other than the Katrina year, this is the first time the Saints have been in this situation since the last century. (laughs) Since the last century. And so since Ditka was coached, you know how long ago that was? Was Hannah even alive? In 1999, okay, she was alive, but it's uh, <laughs> she was one, but um, uh, that's a long time ago, and since the Saints have been in this scenario, and I I just don't really know how they're gonna respond. I mean, I hope they go out and play well because I really think they were finally in position to look like a real football team and to maybe even play like a real football team. They haven't even resembled one most of the season. They're finally in position, and just as when it happens, then the season's over, essentially. So I wonder if they're going to go ahead, well, let's just play well and put our best foot forward. I don't know. I, I really I have no idea what to expect in Sunday's game. I, I try not to even think about it, but I really have no idea what to expect and how they're going to react in these games from here on out. It, it, it's, you know, I think they're in position health-wise to actually play well, but when there's kind of, you're not mathematically eliminated, but when you took the punch in the gut you took Monday night, totally outplaying the team and giving them the game, it's hard to rebound from that. We'll see what they do. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, good uh, good morning, Mr. Foote. How are you today? Good morning, sir. Look, I, I got a question for you, all right? Okay. My, my question is this. Have you ever seen an NFL season that has just been this absolute burning dumpster fire garbage of a season? My goodness, man. Like, it, it isn't just the Saints. It's the whole league. It, it it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I just don't understand how every, not every team, but so many teams can be so stinking bad. Like, we've seen it in the, the, the NFC East for years, right, with just how they're garbage. But they're doing well, and then the NFC South comes in and says, here, hold my beer. Like, I, I well, I mean, look, it. it's, it's not you. I've heard a lot of people say that. So, are the Chiefs good? Are the I mean they're uh, the Chiefs are okay, but they're not as good as they've been in the past. I mean, I to say the same thing about the Bills. Too. I think I think the Bills are good. I mean, I I I, I think the the Eagles are good. I think the Vikings are a little bit overrated. My my point is I, again, I focus more on the Saints than anyone else, but I do pay attention to the NFL as a whole. Is is it that? Everyone's so upset because Green Bay and Tampa Bay and, and a few of the uh, the normal teams that are really good are not good. Or it, it's interesting that all, so many people have the reaction that you're saying here that it's just awful. Or is it just they don't like the teams that are good now? Well, I mean, I guess that's a fair point. But I, like 
let's take last night, for example. Um, here you have the Patriots who – I'm not a Patriots fan, but, you know, they're, they're fighting at 6-6. Six and six. They're still, you know, in the hunt. Now they're 7-6. and six. I, lo- it, I lost my fantasy game yesterday because uh, Patriots defense scored 23 points. How does a defense score 23 points? Like, it's just sloppy all the way around. But, like, the offseason trying to watch these games, it's like pulling teeth. It doesn't matter the game. Like, of course, my Bucks are – they are what they are. I don't like Green Bay, but they are what they are. I mean, I don't have any anything against the Vikings necessarily. I don't like them, but, you know – the Chiefs, whatever, but I was like, looking forward to playing the, the Vikings. Watch, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, a lot of it. There's no question. It's been maybe the most bizarre NFL season that I can remember. With all the storylines, and it, I agree with you there. It's been a bizarre NFL season. And that, again, that is a very good word for it. Bizarre. Yeah, it's been a bizarre NFL season, and I think it unsettles people when a lot of things happen that no one was expecting to happen. I just wonder, and again, I. I I didn't. I haven't put pen to paper and figured it all out. But I just wonder if there are really that many more good and, and that many fewer good teams and that many more bad teams than there normally are, or is it just different teams and so it's unsettled everyone? I'm sure injury has a lot to do with it in some of the teams too. But I mean, preseason. They, I'll leave you with this preseason. You know, everybody was like, "This is the Bills' year." Okay, they're doing well. The Chiefs are parental powerhouse. That's uh, cool. Did anybody see the Eagles? Like, I mean, seriously, there might have been some Eagles fans, but did anybody see the Eagles? Well, I picked the Eagles to win the division. I I didn't pick them to be the number one seed, and I didn't pick them to be the Super Bowl, but I did pick them to win the division. But understand, I absolutely fear the Eagles because the Saints have no chance of beating them. They don't match up with that team (laughs) at all, and they've just dominated us the last time they played. But I did pick the Eagles to win the division. So yeah. I'm not totally yeah, well, shocked I mean, by it, but, but I didn't pick them as the number the one. the NFC team. East to be the NFC South. Right. Like, they expected everybody to be bad and the Eagles just to be, you know. That's true. The best of the worst option. That's true. And holy cow, have they been good. And and, and, to, and to, to finish things off, don't be, don't be surprised. The Detroit Lions might make the playoffs. I would be perfectly okay with that. That, that, would, mean, that would be fitting would for be this bizarre amazing. season. Yeah. For this bizarre season, that would be fitting. Don't be surprised. All of a sudden, Jared Goff's one of the hot quarterbacks in the NFL. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. Go figure, yeah. And, and you know. Uh, and the Rams are picking quarterbacks. Other team, but, and oh, the Rams are picking quarterbacks stuff. off the street. Jared Goff's one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL, and the Rams are picking quarterbacks off the street. So, yeah, it's been, you're <laughs> right. It's been a bizarre NFL season. And let's not forget the quarterback they picked up off the street in two days led them in a game-winning uh, drive. What? Who strips <laughs> these things? Yes. Yes. And Brock Purdy <laughs> comes off the bench and looks like a, of a season veteran. No, it's bizarre. No question. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, so much for Mr. Irrelevant. All right, Mr. Foote. Take care. Thank you for your time, man. Y'all Thank have you. a great day. You too. All right, let's get uh, one more call in on the game hotline, then we'll get to a break. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm hanging in there. Kevin, I found out something, and I know you've seen the show We Are Marshall, haven't you? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I have to. But what I'm going to tell you, you're going to correlate to what I'm going to tell you with this right now. Do you know that Marshall 
charters all their, their all, all the basketball games. They charter all their their flights for basketball. Wow! So where did get that money in West Virginia? Because if you've seen the show, we know they were chartering back in the early seventies when they weren't even a Division One team. Where did yeah. they get that money at? Kevin? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I tell you I mean, what, though, when, when I, I I tried to find the exact spot and I never did, and I probably didn't look long enough. But when the Cajuns played up there this year, I went and drove to where I'm where that airport was, and man, you could easily see how that happened. I mean, it's mountainy, and uh, you know, it, it was it didn't take much of an imagination to see how a plane like then could have crashed. You know, all these, especially two of the teams that came into the Sun Belt, got a lot of money. But then, well, I know it, I already heard James Madison is one of the. A school that got so much money, you would be surprised how much more money other schools, the Power Five schools, they have. You heard about that already, haven't you? Yes, sir. And you know, evidently Marshall got money too. I mean, man, it's not only we we invite these teams that to bring you good programs, but we're bringing in money to the Sun Belt too. I don't know if it's a good thing for us after uh, uh, some more thinking. <laughs> well, about. well, we'll see. All right, have a good one. Take care. No, I, you know, Marshall was a team going back to Sunbelt Conference basketball media days that looked like they were going to be really good, and I think they are. Um, James Madison's really good. Southern Miss is doing well. The Cajuns are doing well. Sunbelt basketball is looking better than I think a lot of us thought from where, where it's been in recent years. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Shift gears to high school basketball with St. Thomas More head boys basketball coach Danny Broussard next on the game. You don't just want a vehicle that looks like the car of your dreams. You want it to sound like it as well. B&M Auto Sound and 4x4. The first and oldest 4x4 shop in the Lafayette area. Whether it's a Harley, Jeep, side-by-side, or anything in between. We do everything from high-end stereos to lift kits. Lafayette's unquestioned leader for the kits. Rims, tires, stereos, and lights you need to build the vehicle of your dreams. On Jefferson, across from Gidry's Hardware. And at bmautosound.com. Why doesn't Kevin Foote talk more basketball? Because it's in the best interest for his health not to discuss basketball. I had to give up basketball to save my life. I cannot take basketball. It's way too subjective. More footnotes coming up on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you the World Cup semifinals are set and you can watch all the remaining thrilling action of the World Cup. Delta Media's Telemundo Lafayette free over the air at KLWB Channel 50.3 or Cox Channel 19. For our Lake Charles listeners, World Cup fans can watch Telemundo Lake Charles free over the air, Channel 19.2 or Suddenly Channel 137. All the World Cup action from the semifinals and finals you can hear or watch here on Delta Media. All right, we have with us old friend St. Thomas Moore. Head boys basketball coach Danny Broussard. How are you, sir? Wait, you said old? Did you say old? Yeah. We're, well, you're older than me, <laughs> so that time. makes you old. Yeah, my long time, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, long time. We'll go long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah long time, Frank. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Kevin, I forget that when you were covering my games from the Daily Advertiser, I forget that you were 15 years old doing that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I remind people who've only known me for like the last ten or twelve years, like I, how skinny I once was, and Danny knew me when I was skinny. So 
That's correct. You, you and I, hey, you, I'll put, I'll put me in that same boat. I was a little skinnier than I am now as well. <laughs> yeah, I was at a robust 135 back in the day. All right, so, you know, high school football season ended, and boy, did it end with a bang around here with that unbelievable uh, state wow. championship game between LCA and St. Thomas More. But now that football's over, we want to kind of get going a little bit with basketball, and y'all been playing about a month and going to tournaments. Yeah. Y'all went to Shreveport, yeah. New Orleans. Tell yeah, us a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, Kevin, we, uh, I, I kind of pushed our schedule back a little bit because, you know, back in the day I had, uh, you know, I had Carter Domain, Jack Besh, uh, Tobin seven zero. So I had a lot, a lot of football guys, you know. So we kind of backed our schedule back, and now we we don't really have a ton, but the schedule stayed the same. So anyway, I, I kind of got my team intact. Uh, we are going to pick up uh, Beckwith, which is going to help us, you know, inside a lot. He's a, he's a nice, strong kid. So, uh, but for the most part, we, you know, our team's kind of together. I'm not, not you know. So uh, we we played. Yeah, we want to play in um pretty good in Lake Charles. That showdown on the lake was a nice tournament. We played. We basically played three Shreveport teams and. You know, Bozier's always good, you know, and uh, I was really pleased about how we played, especially two, I had two starters that were out because of injuries. So I wasn't expecting a ton of us, and then we go in there and go 3-1, and, and almost we had Madison Prep on the ropes in the finals, but I think it kind of ran out of gas. So we're off to, to a decent start, 9-2. and two, uh, But, you know, Kevin, we, 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 we have a lot of work ahead of us. I mean, we, you know, we, uh, we're, not a, we're not a polished team by any means. So, uh, But, we, again, we're off to a good start. We're ranked number two in division Well. I say that. Uh, I look at the LHSA rankings, and somebody told me that go preps keep, keeps up to a little bit up to date, and and it's changed. So, but I have all the LHSA results, and we were number two at the time last week. So, uh, you know, I think we'll be in the top four no matter what because of the competition. But we're, we're, I'm pleasantly surprised with our team this early. All right, so. So far, uh, I mean, you've played some teams outside there, so you probably haven't played, seen too many of the local teams. But who, yeah. who else has kind of uh, impressed you, even if you haven't played yeah. them, just looking at scores and knowing competitions yeah. and stuff so far? Yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin, uh, you know, we got a, we got a good, lot of good local teams. Uh, in Division One, in the select, Lafayette High is 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 currently like number five, Kevin. And he's, you know, Clifton's been at it a long time, and he does a good job. And he's he's currently fifth in the in the state, and that's Division One. That's the biggest class you're going to find with some really good teams. So uh, they're good. Turlings is, I think Jake has the best team he's he's had possibly since the days of uh, uh, Sage Sage and uh, and. Uh, um, oh my God! I'm, I'm having a mental block with uh, uh, Kelly. When, yeah, when yeah, Kelly, yeah, yeah, with Kelly. Yeah, they, they were good back then. That's probably his best team since then. He's currently ranked number two in Division Two, so he's way up there. Uh, obviously, Northside and LCA in that Division Two uh, selection are going to be. You know, they're 12 and 14, but they're going to climb up. You know, Kevin, these rankings are a little skewed early on. You know, some of them played many games, some have just played one. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt right now. But, but you know, turn, again, turns Northside LCA. Our district is just Kevin is it's kind of like in football, and I'm not even counting Westgate in there. They're going to they're going to start off slow because all the football guys. But that basketball this is going to be just as tough as it was in football. So. Um, you know, Northside typically plays a really tough schedule, and I saw Zion yeah. McCoy had about forty points in the game earlier this year. So, um, yes. so what about he, him? Yeah, Kevin, he's one of the best. He's one of the best players in the state. The kid can, like, you know, we've played him for a couple of years now. I've seen him. He, he started. I think he started as a freshman, uh, for sure, sophomore year. And I mean, like, the kid can just light it up, Kevin. And man, he'll make. Kevin, what's interesting? Like last year, I kind of laughed about it because, like, we're, we're guarding him really good, and he's shooting three point shots over us. And then late in the game, we let him get away. 
and he was wide open and he missed him. I said, well, maybe that's the way to guard him. Just don't guard him. He might, <laughs> he might miss one. He might miss a shot. He wasn't missing. We were we were draped on him, you know. But no, Zion's and man, he's a good kid. And uh, you know, I think I think he's a Division One prospect. And I'm not sure how high, but the kid can put. He puts the ball in the basket, Kevin. So that'll be a challenge. And then Kevin uh, in Division Three in the select, you're looking at Ascension. Uh, oh, Eric, man, Eric's got his team up. Uh, he told me he's down to number four, but when I when I looked at, it, he was at number two in Division Three. And Catholic High New Iberia is always solid. Catholic High New Iberia, I'm telling you, it's an up-and-coming team. they got a lot of young, young kids, and I think they might be a year away. But watch for Catholic High New Iberia basketball. They're, they're, they're up-and-coming. Um, Central Catholic, I'm surprised they all dropped to Division Four. I thought, sure, they'd be a Division Three team, but Central Catholic is number one in Division Four. And I'll tell you, in that division, if they stay in Division Four, they're going to be tough because they got some good players. Uh, Westminster Christian, right there in, uh, in Opelousas, is number six. And OC is 15, and my boy J.P. Bouillon's had to rebuild. He lost all his seniors, but he's hanging in there at number 20, Sacred Heart of Ville Platte. And then in Division 5, ESA's at number 3. He's, uh, Jason's got a nice team this year. He, uh, he's really playing well. J.S. Clark at obviously 7, and then North, Northside Christian is 9. So that's how the that's how the select division's kind of panning out. You could see some really good teams in our area. Now, do you see – it's still, like you said, very early – Yes, but yes. do you see any state championship contenders, or it's too early to know that? Uh, yeah, I think it's a little early. I think it's a little early to know that. Yeah, I really, I really think so. But I mean, I, a lot of these teams are going to be pushing it. You know, I, I don't know, but it's a little early to tell, Kevin. I think kind of have to wait till you know right after Christmas, and then once you get through the Christmas tournament, you kind of kind of fills out. You kind of tell some you know records, and like I said, I, I saw I can't remember who it was, but I saw somebody right now who's like number sixteen. I'm like, oh my god, no, they're not going to be. You know, they're going to finish out in the top four. They're not going to be sixteen. You know, right. so yeah, it, it's definitely early. So um, is is the Sunkiss shootout schedule set yet? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I'll send you a copy of that. Uh, Kevin, before I get that, let's go. I want to really go to the non-selects. I don't want to leave them out. Uh, Nish, we talked about this. Nish is number two right now in Division One. They, they, they are really solid. Uh, you know, I mean, they're going to be good, and they're, and uh, I'm excited about playing them. You know, uh, Brad puts together that Cajun Dome Classic thing, and we're going to be playing this. That's that's way back in February, but that's going to be a nice, exciting game. It's going to be a great matchup for us. Uh, Southside is at number 11 in Division One right now. Division Two, you're looking at seven Crowley, nine St. Martinville, eleven North Vermillion, and twelve Beauchene. All a bunch of good local teams. Oh, and I came to my boy Tommy Peelet at Erat is number 19. Man, Tommy's doing a good job this year. Division three, Ville Platte four, and Patterson is eight. Division four, Lake Arthur is nine. North Central is 12. And in Division five, uh, you know, kind of outskirts of Acadiana, Lacassine, and then Midlands coming in at 18. So those are some of your uh, good non-select uh, schools. Um, you know, New Iberia. Uh, uh, Chad went over there, and and they are yeah, off to yeah. a good start. Ha- have you seen them yet? I have not. I saw them this summer, but I have not seen them since the school year started. But you know, look, Chad. I mean, look what he did with Bro Bridge. You know, he brought them to the top and won them a state championship. And uh, Chad does a great job, man. Now, Kevin, you got to tell me this: Is he on the football? Does he keep a football together? Is he on the football staff? I know he's not the head coach, but is he on, is he on the football staff at New Iberia? I'm not? pretty sure he's still on the football staff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just not the head coach. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that that was remarkable. Like I don't know how anybody could do that. How he could be at Brooklyn to head football, basketball. That that still blows my mind. Like I can imagine me coaching football at STM. <laughs> that that would not be pretty. That would not be pretty. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm told. I mean, I knew he's on. He's a defensive coordinator. 
Yeah. Oh, defensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah. That's what still, I, that's, that's what a I lot. Yeah. It's still a lot. It's still yeah. a lot. I don't know how he does it, but anyway. So, so kudos to him. But yeah, Kevin, going back to the Sunkiss Shootout, man. Listen, I'm really excited about this field. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you the teams real quick. We got Karen Crow, Hamilton Christian from Lake Charles, St. Thomas Aquinas from Hammond, Iowa, 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 which is Rob Malone, so I used to be at Como, uh, Westgate, Ascension, Barb, uh, Ellender, Turlings, Opus Catholic, um, Southside, LCA. Kevin, we got uh, – oh, and I can't leave out Newman. Newman, Kevin, Newman, I just saw him this weekend. they arguably the best team in all classes. Randy Livingston's the coach there now. I know people know that name. He played in the NBA for the, for the Houston Rockets. He got injured. He'd still be playing. And he's, he's, he's assembled a very good team at, at Newman. Like, they might be the best team in all classes. So, they would be very exciting to watch. Uh, you know, Kevin, we always talk about NBA players that played in the Sunkiss. He's, he's got a couple that could that could be that. So you could come to our tournament and watch a guy that's going to be in the NBA one day because Newman is loaded, like loaded. So uh, so Newman's basketball gonna, team's actually better than their football team than what you're telling. Way better. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Way better. Yes. Way better. Yes. Uh, now, Kevin, you're going to know this name, Dwayne Bryant. Now, Absolutely. I, I would really test you if I asked you his number. 22. Because you, you just saw him play. Huh? He's either 22 or 23. I think he was 22, though. <laughs> For you, for you fans that are listening out yeah. there, your audience is listening. So Kevin's seen this guy play in three games in his entire life in the Sunkiss shootout, and he remembers Dwayne Bryant's number. That's incredible. Yeah, That's incredible. in the in the yeah. late eighties. In the mid in the mid eighties. Yeah, the mid eighties. He was on that eighty six team that beat 86, um 86, that beat Lafayette High. Yeah. yeah. That beat that beat Butch Stockton, correct? Yeah. So Dwayne Bryant, you know, he played at Georgetown, and he's, he's coaching in that Virginia area, and we've been we've been communicating for a long time, and he and I find, he finally said, "Hey man, I, I want to go to your tournament." So we got it's called Bishop Ireton, I R E T O N, and he's bringing the team all the way down from Virginia. So we're excited about that, about having him, and then Brandon Mouton. Uh, the great, the great STM All Star, All State player, is bringing his team, uh, St. John the Twenty Third from from uh, Houston area. So we have two out of state teams along with all those teams I talked about. So it's gonna take, it's gonna make for an exciting sun kiss. Now, and did you change the dates or how does that work with Christmas yeah, is going, on a well, Sunday? Not, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, we're trying to take advantage. Of, we're trying to take advantage of a little bit of the weekend, but we don't want to play on the thirty first. So we're playing December twenty seventh. 28th, 29th, and 30th, Kevin. Okay. 27th to the 30th, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the dates this year. All right. So, district play is what, about a month away? Or before uh, that? Yeah, yeah, district play, well, yeah, for the boys, it's in January, yeah. So, we still have, we still have a month, January uh, 15th. And uh, like I said, I, I mentioned the te- I mentioned the teams. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, man, I, uh, like it's just going to be a heck of a district, man. There, I mean, look, uh, even David Thibodeau, he played in the tournament this weekend at Newman as well. And man, they're a much improved ball club. I'm like, golly, I'm thinking to myself, you know, well, that might be one that you can kind of cruise on, you know. And then I go, I go see him in that Newman tournament. Like, my goodness, uh, man, they they much a much improved team. So <laughs> it's gonna, it's going to be, and you know, we've got North of Maine thrown in there this year with us, and North of solid so it's going to be a great district and i'm looking forward to it you know every night's going to be a a, a grind you know and you, you can't take any you know look last year we go beat westgate by 17 at their place 
kind of took them lightly. They picked up those, you know, picked up one player that was out. He was injured, and he made a big difference. And all of a sudden, they come in and upset us at our place last year. So you just can't take anybody on any night lightly for sure in our district. It's, it's going to be a good one. There's going to be some, there's going to be some good districts in our area, Kevin, that you're going to follow. There's some good basketball. Just, you know, I heard Jim Hightower after the state championship game say how, you know, how Lafayette, how good teams are in the Lafayette area. And the same is going to hold true for basketball. I mean, there's, there's some good teams out, out there in our Acadiana area. Now, are they play? Are are the basketball teams in the playoffs going to play better defense than the football teams did around here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll be a little bit more defensive. <laughs> but hey, whatever, whatever it takes. All right, Kevin. Whatever. Uh, it takes oh, absolutely. To now, have you as oh, busy as you've been? Have you had a chance to get to the Cajun Dome? Oh, I did see one game. Uh, now I'm trying to remember who that was. Uh, I can't remember what game I went to early on. It's like the second game. I've only seen one home game. I watched them on ESPN Plus. But yeah, I have been. Kevin, I tell you, man, it, this team here's got the. Uh, I, I think that team has all. You know, if we don't, barring any injuries, it's, it's, and I think he's got plenty. Well, you know, you know, Bob plays a lot of guys. He he's got depth. But man, I think he has all the ingredients this year. Um, Kevin, what's the kid? from Jackson State. Uh, that Terrence Lewis, I was about to say, it, you know, my oh. all-time favorite Cajun player is, is Jordan Brown's dad, Dion, because I've yeah. always been a power yeah. forward guy. Terrence Lewis might be my second favorite player already. I mean, it's unbelievable oh, what he's done. I love that kid. Yeah. Man, look, he's I kind of call him a garbage. I, I mean, I don't, that don't mean any disrespect to him. kind of like a garbage man, but yeah. like, you know, the kids, he's not a high fly. He's not going to really, you know, get your attention. But, man, he just goes in and works. And he, get, he gets he gets to the glass. He gets offensive rebounds. You know, I, man, I, yeah, I like that kid. He's, I think he's the big difference in that in that, in that that team right now. I think he's a big difference. Uh, absolutely. He, he's what I yeah. call he's a basketball player. Yes. He just yes, that's he's correct. a basketball player. That's correct. I mean, yeah, he, just, he has all yeah. the intangibles you need. Yeah. So I think he's, he's you know, take him out of the equation. Uh, I'm not sure. But, but, man, when you put him in there, I think – he, he, he puts together that he's the glue and, and gets all those guys together. And we got three point shooters, you know, and then Brown's good inside. I mean, man, I, yeah, I like, I really like this team. I think Bob's going to go a long way with this bunch right here. And hopefully we'll get that uh, NCAA. Kevin, when is the last time we got an NCAA bid? Well, it was, um, what, 14? Well, they, they played Creighton. Yeah. And then, uh, and no, oh, yeah. they, yeah, yeah, they played right. Creighton. Cre- yeah. Yeah. Right. Right in San Antonio, so think, right. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time. It's time he's gonna. We're gonna get him back there because I, I believe this team has has the ingredients. It's gonna take. And hey, what an interesting matchup, huh? Like I, you know, I hate to say it, but they're catching Texas at the right time. Look what Rice did last night. I mean, in overtime, yeah. And the Cajuns are catching them at, at a great time. No, no question. But what I'm worried yeah. about is this conference play. And and you start out six yeah. out of eight on the road, and we'll see how that plays out. We're gonna have Coach Murphy tomorrow but i appreciate it danny i wanted to get caught up a little bit with some high school basketball look forward to following y'all as the season goes on all right thanks for having me on and kevin i'll I'll send you a sun kiss bracket yes thank you okay all right thanks a lot bye-bye all righty we will take a time out and come back shift gears Talk to Lafayette Recreation and Parks Director Walter Guillory next on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you, if you regularly use Alexa, your Google Home speakers, to help you out around the house with things like your lights and your thermostats, you need to do it with the game as well. Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game, Southwest Louisiana. It's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles with you, home, office, wherever you go. All right, we have with us Lafayette Recreation and Parks Director, Mr. Walter Guillory. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning, Kevin. I know you got some big things going on, and uh, I just want to tell you, you told me, uh, you know, quite a while back, don't worry, the Astros are going to get it done, and boy, am I glad you were right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes we got to uh, gotta tell you a few things to calm you down a little bit, Kevin. Yes. But uh, but yeah, so we're 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 excited that they were able to get it done, man. And they're gonna have it. They, I think they're gonna they they they're gonna uh, repeat on next year as well. Man, so let me the year you had your boy, your your buddy Ron Washington won the year before, and then this year Dusty winning. Man, you you've been having a great times in baseball. Yeah, man. I tell you what, it was uh, you know you, the last year when Ron won it. You know, you, I kind of felt a little bad, you know, for Dusty, of course. And I said, you know what, he'll have next year, and that'll be his year. And so, uh, so you're right, man. It's been the last couple of baseball seasons have have been uh, have been good for me. All right, so tell us about some big events having to do with local and maybe even some of the guys we were just mentioning over the next month in January. Yeah, we can start with one of the things is uh, baseball, uh, uh, Kevin. Um, we're going to start our regular um, registrations for Little League Baseball uh, probably next month. One of the things I found out, though, is that um, we have a disparity as it relates to uh, the talent level. And what's been happening is you have the kids that have started playing baseball, say, when they were uh, six and seven years old, versus the kids that have started playing baseball when they were 11 and 12. Well, as you know, if you don't start playing until you're 11 and 12, you're pretty much behind the eight ball. And for those kids that have started playing uh, at an early age, of course, they're uh, they're they're more advanced than those kids. So what what I've seen over the last couple of years is those kids that have been playing, they get a little discouraged because it, it becomes boring to them and they become frustrated. So I said, you know what, we have to do something a little different to retain those kids that have been playing uh, you know, longer than than the um, say your average red kid who in, in, in a lot of cases don't start playing maybe until they're 10, 11, in some instances 12 years old. So what we've decided to do with the 12U and 10U is to, um, is to formulate some teams and, and have those teams, um, you know, where they're competing um, in an instance Similar, uh, I mean, um, in a lot of cases, I don't like to use the word travel ball in instance because we're recreation. But um, in this instance, 
where we have some kids that are ready to play against stiff competition, a more better competition, and they don't get bored and we don't eventually lose them. So how do you do that? And so I, you know, I started thinking and I said, you know, a person like uh, Dusty, Ron Washington, Dave Stewart, Lyle Mouton, Shane Yeomans, if I can get them to commit to communicating with the kids um, that we're going to pick for these teams, um, it would give more of an incentive, uh, you know, for the parents to have their kids to participate in this. And and then so we will have like a competitive league and we will have a recreation league. So they all agreed to it. Dusty has agreed to it. Uh, Dave Stewart, Ron Washington spoke to Lyle Mouton on last week. He's agreed to it. And Shane Yeomans has agreed once we get the teams assembled that they're going to call uh, through the phone or we're going to do the Zoom, and they will talk to these kids and encourage them and, um, and um, you know, Coming from those guys is gonna is gonna be a big thing. The other thing is there will be no no traditional fees as we know it related to uh, travel ball. Uh, they will not have to pay the, these fees because uh, the, the other instance was you have a lot of parents who just cannot afford. Uh, you know, to pay the fees and 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 do the traveling and um, you know the hotels and the meals and all that. So what I'm going to propose and I'm going to have a, a series of meetings starting this Thursday night at, G- at Gerard Park at six o'clock with parents. And will will we go to some tournaments? Yes, we'll take them to some local tournaments um, where, you know, they don't have to necessarily, uh, you know, spend the night, um, but but it would be something that's, um, that's affordable. And so with, with that said, um, this is what we're trying to put together to retain our kids that have been playing ball since they were five or six years old and um and they will not get discouraged uh, you know because when they right. go to play, so, so so tell me Walter right so tell me Walter like how many games i mean like will they how many will they be able to get enough games in how many games will they get to play under this kind of i guess you would call it a kind of a, a, a select ball but it's really not yeah. select ball like you're saying Yes. Um, well, we 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 would like for them to 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 compete if we get enough. You know, it would be like an in-house, but not. We we would play in some tournaments. You know, we would play into some local tournaments that that are given here. Um, you know, you can go as far as Lake Charles. You can go as far as Alexandria, but something that's where parents can come back. Uh, and not necessarily have to spend money on a hotel. Um, so to answer your question, we would like for them to play, you know, with tournaments, 15 games or so, um, and then um, and then kind of see how that works out. Well, it sounds it sounds interesting. So if someone wants to get involved in that, what do they need to do? We have our first meeting on this Thursday night. At uh, at Gerard Park at six o'clock, um, please come by just to get more information, and um, and this can cover kids, um, you know, going west all the way to the Crowley area and north of Tapaloosas and into St. Martin Parish, 
um, if they so choose to to want to participate. Uh, we will also have um, you know college guys that have played college ball to coach to help me coach. I will uh, find the time to coach these kids and 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 really teach them the fundamentals for the kids that want to move on and maybe have the opportunity to go on to high school and maybe even college. Well, look, we'll get you on again between now and then, but I want you to – it was an exciting thing I, I heard about it. I wanted to get you on to kind of explain that opportunity. And we, we've heard all the things about select ball and travel ball, but this is an opportunity to maybe kind of a different way of doing it. So we appreciate that. And once again, if anybody needs to ask more questions to Walter, his phone number is 291 291- Eight three seven five two nine one eight three seven five at the Lafayette Park and Recreation Office. Co- we'll get you back on, Walter. We appreciate it very much, and good luck to y'all. Okay, thank you, Kevin. All right, take care, Walter Guillory, Executive Director of Lafayette Parks and Recreation. Look, he tries to do great things, and he's got relationships with, you know, the reigning World Series champion manager and Dusty Baker and Dave Stewart and guys like Ron Washington who, by the way, is going to be going into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame in Natchitoches uh, this coming summer. And so just, you know, we're talking about elite major contact with elite major league baseball future Hall of Fame guys. Uh, Just very, very, very uh, impressive opportunities for kids and hopefully that works out. And we'll be telling you all more about that as the next month comes along. We'll take a time out, come back, finish out today's show on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Want to remind you to be part of the game clubhouse. We talked about it earlier. Whether it's the Hangout Music Festival and different seasonal type prizes, great prizes you can win, or regular great prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort or $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou. You can't win any of these great prizes if you don't join the game clubhouse. So do so today at 1037 the game com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So sign up today. Again, so we've talked about a lot of things today. Cajun basketball had a nice win tonight. Uh, last night, um, you know, expected to win, obviously, over Louisiana Christian. Uh, I had a little bit of a rough patch there in the second, in the first half, um, but ended up winning by 35, and they will play McNeese. On Thursday in Lake Charles, we'll be talking about that more in the next couple days, including talking to Coach Murphy tomorrow uh, about the Cajun season. And we talked a little bit of Saints football and updated you. And again, if you have not heard, Mississippi State, the bad news became official this morning, as expected, that the, the passing of Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach. And we tried to kind of... Like what in the world's gonna happen? I don't know that any. I don't know that any of them know yet. It, it's it's just really bizarre. And then the also the kind of uh, bad news coming out of Austin yesterday, where their head men's basketball coach Chris Beard was arrested in, on a charge of domestic violence. And so we'll kind of see how that plays out. And again, the Cajuns a week from tomorrow will we'll be in Austin or scheduled to be in Austin to play 
the Longhorns. So that, I mean, that that is a very kind of interesting situation that no one likes to hear about. We'll see how all of that plays out. So lots of things going on still in the world of sports for sure. And then we talk with Danny Bruce, our little high school basketball set things up there. Appreciate all the phone calls and our special guest. Y'all have a nice day.